Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Soul Path Podcast. I am excited today to introduce to you a world-class rugby player, uh, just a phenomenal human being, Veronica Stamos, who has joined us before on the Soul Path Podcast, talking about the spiritual journey. Today, Veronica joins us talking about the impact of coaching. She shares a story about how coaching helped her achieve peak performance and how that has influenced her role now as a coach impacting other people's lives. So this is a rich conversation, has so much good stuff. Let's go ahead and jump right in and have a listen, and I'll catch up with you at the end of the interview. <laughs> oh, oh, that was a close one. <laughs> Veronica, thank you so much for your patience and for your grace and for being here today, tonight. It's evening time for you, right? Yeah, it's eight in the evening. Eight in the evening, right. Yeah. So uh, for another episode of the Soul Path Podcast, today I'm this is a mini series on the impact of coaching. And I got so much out of our last conversation. I really enjoyed talking. I really look forward to diving into this, the impact of coaching. And as I understand it, you are a coach, correct? Yes, it is. Yes, yes awesome. <laughs> Uh, I'm just, uh, let's just kind of jump right in. I'm curious when, at what point in life, kind of, how did you feel the call to coaching? <laughs> Honestly speaking, I felt it very early when I was about, I don't know, 18 and it was in sports. It was not like in the uh, life coach or business coach. Then, uh, without knowing about all the consciousness things and stuff like that, without knowing it deeply, uh, I felt that I inspire people and I motivate people different to other coaches. So that started quite early, I think. That's and awesome. it kept going through my life. Yeah. Like where you found yourself kind of always uh, in that role, providing guidance. And how would you describe that? I always found myself uh, in that role that people are coming to me in a team or people always came to me, whether it was with friends, whether it was in sports, whether it was working, other people came to me and asked me, how can I handle the situation? So it was not about the uh, job related stuff. And so it was more about how can I handle my bosses acting like this and that? How can I handle this? Ah, ah. Yeah. There's a natural problem solver then. So, I mean, it sounds yeah. like, I mean, you were born wise. Have you ever been called an old soul before? Yes. Are you? Yes. Quite often. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I feel so, you know, and I feel like a problem solver because for me, nothing is a problem. Sometimes people tell me about their problems and I say, okay, where the hell is the issue? I don't get it because I see the wider part, you know? Yeah, it's some because most of the problems appear, in my opinion, when people are stuck, when people are only focused on their issue at the moment. And if they don't have the uh, if they don't can't see the whole picture, then they get stuck in their problems. Yeah. So a big part for you then is is kind of holding that perspective or helping to, you know, give them that context for where. You're looking at it like this, but if you open it up just a little bit more, you can see that it's not a problem. You can just walk around the obstacle or maybe it's not an obstacle. Maybe it's an opportunity like that. Is that kind mm -hmm. of yeah, yeah. like this? And also they also after the sessions, they say, oh, I didn't have that, that in mind. It was like freaking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's something that is very clear to me because I speak to them. And I see the connection between of this. And, you know, I don't tell them, uh, you know, you are so focused on your problem. You don't see the, you don't see the solvage, you don't see the solution, but I try to help them to find it themselves. Because I think that's the most important uh, point of a coach too, not to make people, uh, how do I say that in English, seducted by you. So that they, I would like to enable people. For me, it's important to enable others, to bring them to their growth mm -hmm. and not to say, okay, I sell them something and I sell them something so they come back. Mm -hmm. If I only sell one session and this person is fine and is as big as possible, I'm happy. Yeah. 
that's that's beautiful that's a servant's heart you know and that is uh you know ultimately in the in the best case scenario we're only going to need to talk a couple of times because i'll help you find your own way your own inner wisdom wake up to that and then be able to embrace it you know is it that's uh it really resonates with my heart hearing you share like this and and similarly you know i've been old soul and have been you know just in that position, that's kind of the, it's a natural thing. It just happens that way. And it can happen. Uh, I was just sharing a story recently about uh, being in a bar at like one o'clock in the morning, you know, and I'm in my early twenties and I'm just all sweaty from dancing and having a blast. And then, you know, in the most unlikely places, all of a sudden, boom, there's a connection and a deep conversation that we would see, you know, where did that come from? But it was, uh, it was one of those turning points in somebody's life, you know, and it's just, it's amazing to me how the universe seems to conspire to bring people together to connect. And that is kind of uh, something I want to explore with you in, in, in your life. You've been helping people all along and it's just uh, when that transition came and all of a sudden now you were, now you're professional coach or, you know, you're, you're letting the world know that here I am, you know, is it, is it the same kind of interaction for you? How does that, how do you see that? How people come to you, how you connect with people? Is it, is it it like, to me, is it, is it divine cosmic synchronicity or is it straight up marketing and getting the message out? You know what I mean? I think, of course, you have to get your message out because others will not see you. Yeah. But I'm not the... I, I went to several marketing coaches and they all told me the same, that I have to have a funnel, that I have to have a program that I have to sell and stuff like that. And it always felt wrong to me, always. Because I'm not the kind of person like uh, giving others calls, writing shitty messages to people that they don't like and that they have enough of it. Um, I like to share my wisdom. You know, it's, it's the same. Like I said, uh, if someone only books one call with me and this person is fine and has everything solved for the moment, I'm really happy for that. And this is how I go out, how I communicate and how I do my postings, how I do my podcast, how I, yeah, post on social media it's because I want to inspire people, you know, of course people buy then people come and ask me how they can work together with me. Um, but I stopped, I stopped doing the post just because I want to sell. And that was a game changer. Okay. Yeah. Because when I, when I posted because I wanted to sell, it was like, I wanted it. I wanted it. I want people to buy my stuff. I want people to buy. And that's wrong. That's not working in the universe because you're acting from a need. Mm-hmm. You're, acting from, you're not acting from abundance. And if you start acting from abundance, people feel that. And if you're clear with your message, if you, I don't mean by words. If you're clear yourself, with what you want to bring out. And if you trust yourself that you can help people with this, people feel it. Mm-hmm. They resonate with it. And then they come even by, I don't know. I don't know where they sometimes come from. Yeah. <laughs> because sometimes they're not even friends with me. But they heard of something and read something or heard a podcast or whatever. And then they come up and ask me how they can work together with me. That is so beautiful. It makes my heart well up. And it's, it's something I, the reason I'm, I'm kind of angling on that is because I, I have long time in life had, you know, I hear like coaching. I'm like, ah, you know, because it is the, you know, a lot of times I felt I, there, I had been approached by coaches in my life that were, I felt maybe like ill-equipped, you know, like they're coming to say, you know, they're trying to sell me their business. And yet, you know, it was just a a sales pitch. There was not a a connection there. And so I was missing 
the value in coaching in my life because the experience I had initially with coaches was off-putting to me. And so I, it just really, uh, and I think even now in, you know, in the professional coaching world, there are amazing you know, coaches. And I would, I would say you are an amazing coach, you know, heart centered, intuitive coaches that, that are out there engaging, lifting up humanity and they're doing it from a servant's heart. Uh, and yes, those businesses can be abundant and massively profitable and all of that. And that's awesome, but that's, that's a secondary manifestation of abundance. It's not coming out, uh, as a, you know, like, Oh, you know, I'm a needy coach and you need me or that coming from that place of need, like you were saying. So I just think that that's really, uh, that's so key. And then in going through that learning experience for yourself and seeing that, like, it just didn't feel right. You're like, I'm trying to do this clunky funnel thing and all oh, it's business. Uh, but when you, you know, step back from that and came back to center for yourself, that's when the abundance flows. Is that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, when you were early on, you had said about how your uh, your style or your personality, what you bring to the table as a coach, and, and like everybody, you know, what we each as coaches bring to the table is uh, is unique. Right. And so you are uniquely situated. You are uniquely equipped to help and share how would you describe that or how, you know, what are some of the life experiences that have shaped this unique perspective that gives you this unique approach? It were different things. <laughs> I just, I just had one, uh, uh, one thing just before our talk now, because every Friday I have a Shiva Shakti dance with someone online and um, I didn't have anything today. And I was like, just, I will just enjoy and I will just relax. And it came so much clearer how I can do things, you know, um, because I, I always had the vision that I can see life path from other people. Mm. I can really, I, I see what they are made for, you know, and it's not like you can look that up in human design, but you're not too clear about the potential that is really behind that. But I really can see it. And sometimes I was struggling and I was like, how can I improve that? How is that be able to be put up there? And I had a really great talk with one of my guides in that Shiva Shakti dance. And things like this are, yeah, they are just developing myself. Mm -hmm. For me, it was really, I think it was meditation that, that showed me ways. I, was, I started, I think about five or six years ago, I started asking questions to the universe. And not like, uh, how can I do that? But um, what do you think is my purpose for me? You know, the bigger questions. And then things came up. It was just like, it just appeared. But the thing is, you have to trust and you have to be patient and you have to let it go. Because if you, I was in that process too, of course, when I wanted to understand it with my mind, I really wanted to know what exactly is my thing. And that was crazy. I was just, I was running around in circles and always went on the same thing and was not moving anyway. And when I decided to really let it go, to really trust, everything changed. Yeah, trust is so huge. I like to say faith means following an intuitive trusting heart. We have to trust in our heart because sometimes I think you've experienced this, I'm sure, where it, you know, you feel led in a direction or you feel led to say something or you feel, you know, there's, there is an intuitive nudge. There is guidance from the inside and that guidance from the inside, that's from the source of all things. That's the inspiration, divine inspiration that's speaking to us and through us and man, trying to manifest, right? Trying to manifest divine intent. As long as we're not caught up in the head and we're connected and we're integrated mind, body, and soul, we're in a place, we're present and we're able to move with that. That's where the magic is at, you know, and that's, uh, 
I, I don't know why it's like this, but it does seem, you know, we, we project all these problems, like you were saying in the beginning, you know, we create all this problem up here. And it seems like in my experience, and I, I, I see this in my own life, just as a human being, but also in the life of, you know, a lot, it's kind of a pattern in people's yeah. lives of creating yeah. uh, just enough problems that it, then it begins to collapse. And as the, as it begins to collapse, that's when the focus gets smaller and smaller and smaller. there's more, you know, pain, suffering, pain, suffering until it comes right down into the heart. Oh, my heart, I'm pain and suffering in my heart, you know, and then that's right for awakening. Then it's like, wait a minute, there's gotta be more going on than all of this stuff I'm thinking about what's going on inside of me. What's this life. And that's where, uh, you know, that's the place that oftentimes I think people benefit the most from a coach, uh, but they come to that place, you know, life brings people to that place and, you know, it's, it's just natural. It's kind of hard to watch sometimes. Uh, and as coaches trying to help people not go all the way down to the lowest point, you know, if you can like yeah. get down a little bit, like stop. Okay. Just wait a second. It's going to be okay. It's good. Take a deep breath, relax. Let's evaluate some expectations, let go of some stuff, surrender a little bit, create a plan, have some faith in the process. Okay. We're moving forward. You know, uh, you mentioned human design, which is a, is a fascinating study. It's a fascinating framework. And I'm curious, uh, what's been your experience with human design? How long have you been aware of human design? And tell me about it. Go. I just got to know it in September last year when I stepped over uh, over an online course that had to do with business and human design. So how my human design, how I can use my human design in my business, which was helpful, of course. And um, of course, I dig deeper because I want to know. <laughs> I always want to know everything with my head. You know, I want to understand it. I want to learn. I want to read. And then I, I, for myself, I got the connection between the gene keys and the human design. So I, uh, there's a 64 gene keys book. I don't know whether you know that that's from Richard Rutt and he's uh, talking about the 64 gene keys and what is your gift and about how you can solve this and how can you, how you can solve that problem. Yeah. And so the, so the gene keys is almost like the gates in the human design. And you can look it up what your purpose in life is and stuff like that. I really liked that. And it made things clearer to me. It made clearer to me that I'm stepping into something. I'm really, I really want to do something. And then maybe some weeks later I say, no, that's not the right thing for me anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it depends. This is because of my human design. I really like to show that to people because it's something written and for all the uh, left-brained people, it is really important to understand that they want to analyze things. Um, but honestly, sometimes I feel that people take it as an excuse. Mm. Like they are not, it is written in my design and I cannot do anything else and say, no, that's, that's not the issue. Right. <laughs> it's written in, human design it makes it easier for you but it's it's not said that one of the gates is not open for you or you are a manifesting generator that you can't do anything else if right. you're first it's different and i think that's the most important thing that people should understand it's a tool you can use it's very helpful i think but you have to understand decide on how you live your life mm -hmm. and that's the most important thing i tell people if they ask me to look in their human design yeah it is such a it's an excellent framework it does give the analytical mind a lot to look at uh, but it is very fluid right because we are always changing and there is a path of self-directed evolution and in fact you know it would be questionable uh whether or not it, even in human design in the in the framework do they allow for you know basically the the intentional opening of gates between different centers that are not activated right now for example if if you were to take an overlay 
uh, you know, like yoga philosophy, for example, and, uh, you know, the chakra centers and all that, if you were to awaken the Kundalini and be aligned in your chakra system, then in theory, you would be open through more gates in the human design system. So it's a, it's a really fascinating framework, right? Uh, I'm curious, do you, do you find it really useful in coaching your clients and working with people? Uh, I find it useful because some in the beginning, because when they really want to know what their purpose in life is, human design can give an overview. Mm-hmm. So I look up uh, what the gene key for the gate is that uh, shows the human, uh, it is your son that shows the purpose of life. And then I look this up and this gives me some hints why this people, this person is struggling. Mm-hmm. Because uh, in the gene keys, you not only see what the positive aspects are, but also what the blockages can be mm-hmm. and how the blockages can be solved. And this sometimes really is I would say life-changing because they understand why their life has been like this until now and how they can change it. So when people start working with me, they're really very much in the mind. You know, they're very analytical because I am like this too. (laughs) They resonate with me. Um, But when they work with me a little bit for a longer time, uh, then they really get into their hearts and they understand that this is just something written there, which they can use, which they can look up time by time if they need it, uh, if, to have, if they have to have a reminder and see what is written there and then work on this. Mm-hmm. But I'm not too much focused because always I'm also into numerology. And when I work with numerology as well as human design, I'm always connected with the source. So I'm not just (laughs) writing or telling the people what is written in the book. I feel what is coming through the channel too. Mm -hmm. So that's, I think that's, I don't know how others do it, but this is how I do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very intuitive approach. I think it's, it's, uh, and that comes, that's the manifestation of a gift, right? (laughs) That is, uh, that is what you were born to do. That is your inner alignment. I think, I think of inner alignment, like the tuning fork again, you know, without the mud, when we're in, when we're aligned, we, you know, we're humming, you know, it's, uh, and that's, I mean that literally there's a vibrational hum and, you know, pattern that's shooting out from us. Um, and then also in the more kind of harmonious sense of the way, I think, you know, human design, I, I like to help people play with these different systems. Right. So, you know, I'll, I'll take them through a series, like do some homework. Okay. You know, I want to be able to talk about what is your spirit animal. I want to be able to talk about what is your Western Zodiac sign? What is your Chinese Zodiac sign? What is your human design? What is your numeral, you know, uh, all of that. Uh, what's your Enneagram. And, uh, because it provides all of these different, what's your Myers Briggs, uh, is another one. Like, let's get into some yeah. Western psychology and, and, just go through the process and be playful and curious about it because, you know, I go through these things and I've done it repeatedly through my life just to see what's the pattern, what stays the same, what changes and all of that. And there are things that, I mean, it's like mind blowing, like how is that possible? You know, how could somebody have seen in the stars, the wisdom that would speak to my life right now? You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. And it all is, uh, you know, all metaphysical considerations set aside, you know, just looking at just the practical uh, aspect of it. Human design and all of these other frameworks have a massive impact on humanity. And for anybody that's seeking purpose or who am I and trying to figure out, it would be wise to look at these different things, just as a starting point of self, uh, self exploration. And in that sense, I like to, uh, you know, present it as a mirror, like we're holding up this mirror of this is what, uh, Enneagram type seven or an ENTJ looks like. This is what I, you know, this Zodiac looks like. These are the, the, the dominant personality traits. Most likely does that resonate with me? Does it not resonate? You know, does that speak to me? Do I, does it sound like me? You know, and if, and this is something that's been fascinating to me throughout life. If somebody is like, Oh, that's not me. I'm not that. Right. Like there's like, boom, big disconnect. And then there is a, you know, there's an opportunity there. Like, Oh, well tell me, you know, how, 
how is it that that doesn't resonate or why does that seem so not like you, you know, and it starts down this, this uh, trail <laughs> that leads to insight. It leads to, you know, what's going on on the inside. And those are the most impactful moments in people's lives, right? When we, when we really get connected here and it, those, that's like those little moments of clarity, you know, in life, like, Oh, that's it. I know right now I'm right where I need to be. I'm right here right now. I know right where I'm going. I know why I'm going there. I know my purpose at, in this moment, in this place. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, uh, in your coaching experience, I'm sure there's just been, you know, lots of times where you're like, yeah, you know, you see somebody make the connection, like the lights go off, boom, like, yay. You know, I was wondering yeah. if you could, uh, you know, kind of share a favorite memorable moment where you, you just remember somebody, you know, having that, or even in your own life, you know, that kind of aha moment. Yeah, I had one uh, one coaching, one girl, she was in my coaching uh, and she booked four sessions and uh, that was as, at the end of last year. And she was like, oh, you know, Veronica, I'm interested in this and I'm interested in that and I'm interested in this one and this one. I know I, I don't want to lose anything. I want to do everything of that. And I was like, okay, I let her talk. I ask her some questions. From the very first beginning, from the first five minutes, for me, it was so clear how everything of this goes together. And it was like, okay, I'm going to listen to her. Mm -hmm. I asked her some questions. And then after asking her the questions, then she came to the point where she realized where all this is going together. And she said, Veronica, this is not possible. We're just talking about 30 minutes and everything now is falling into pieces. I said, yes, it can be that easy. And then we worked on how we could, uh, how she could bring it to the world. Mm. Because that's then something you have to, you have to experience. You have to be playful, I think, you know, because I think most of the people take it too serious. They want, they, they find it and then they want to push it. Mm -hmm. And I say, and they don't want to make mistakes. And I say, you can't make mistakes. You always learn. <laughs> and that's really something I tell everything that is coming to my coaching. Um, really try to be playful. Try to experience. We are doing coaching stuff, but also I'm giving you some advices and you can take them or can't take them. Just It's just things that I experience. And you have to decide by yourself whether this resonates with you or not. Mm -hmm. And that's, yeah, she was one of the greatest coaching people I ever had because she was really like in the beginning, oh, you know, you felt the, the, the darkness on her. It felt like she has, she wore something black. And in the end, she was just like lightened up. And I was like, that's crazy stuff. That is so awesome. Yeah. And isn't that what we're all after, right? That lightheartedness, the yeah. heaviness of stress and the heaviness of our own thinking uh, of mind is really, it's so common. And it seems like the more uh, digital we get, the more technology we get, we're so much, you know, phone, computer, you know, da, 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 da. it's like all mind, mind, mind. And when's the last time we've just stood outside and felt the sun on our skin? You know, when's the last time that we really stopped to connect with our heartbeat? You know what I mean? Like what's actually going on in my body, not just what's going on in my mind's interaction with the world and to awaken, uh, inner wisdom, I believe, you know, that, that integrated mind, body, soul, you know, that's where inspiration and wisdom comes from, in my opinion, is that when, you know, when we do the internal alignment, then, then comes that. And so each person has their own unique, uh, wisdom, their own unique inspiration, their own unique gift, right? And so they have to go through their life experience to cultivate that, to extract that, but we can, as coaches help them through, 
you said it, you know, asking questions. I like to say uh, using the tool of intelligent inquiry, you know, uh, so it's like it's like I think about like a scalpel, you know, or sometimes it's like a hack, a hatchet, you know, there's all this thicket of thoughts. It's, you know, and so we cannot see clearly. You know what I mean? We're we are just not seeing like open up and see. And so, you know, sometimes there's a book, uh, The Secret Garden is a classic American novel anyway, the, the, uh, and it's this garden, it's all grown over. There's a gate, but nobody can see it because it's behind the hedge. And, you know, but oh, if you can find the door and the gate and go in, then, you know, and I think that opening up, you know, a lot of people like to think, oh, you know, I'd like to be spiritually activated so I can, you know, open my third eye and gain intuition and perception and all this. That's great. You know what I mean? Here's what we're really going to do, you know, <laughs> or, or we're going to take this hatchet and swing it right at your head. You know what I mean? Like we have to hack through the ego, we have to hack through, get through the mental thicket so that we can begin to see clearly discern the difference between mental projection, like what are we thinking and creating with our mind and spiritual projection, manifestation from the heart and the, the inner divine. You know, that is the difference. And that makes all of the difference in passion, purpose, presence, everything good in life. <laughs> you know, you're either yeah. with it or without it, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so in the, in the coaching of people, do you see there are, there's a, a regular pattern or a pattern that's really common that you see where somebody's kind of in this place and then, you know, they're by going from here to this next place, they get a little bit of insight and then bam, they're back on their feet. Is there any kind of pattern like that? I would not say it's a pattern. It can be a pattern what you just described, because I think that the life path is a, is a process. It is not shown like uh, you walk from here to there. Uh, it is unfolding uh, when you unfold yourself. Mm. That's my experience and my experience with the people I have been working with. Uh, it's not that everything is just here with the moment. Um, so people have to be patient. And if I would say that there's a pattern Generally, most of the people don't trust. They they don't trust in themselves. They don't trust in their potential. They don't trust in other people. They don't trust in the world. So this is normally the starting point. And this ha really has to do with self-love and self-esteem. So if I, if I love myself and I believe in myself, I can trust. I can also trust other people. When I trust myself, I can trust others. But that's mostly the biggest issue. And solving this sometimes is, uh, I feel this is hard for people. I also have gone through this process. And I feel that I have some tools from the universe by the hand that are really solving these issues very quickly so that they really can step up and that they really can follow their path and that they really can live their potential. Because if you work on your trust and on surrendering for, I don't know, two, three, four, five, seven, ten 10 years, anytime you are not motivated anymore to go on and you keep it away and think, yeah, okay, I have been working for, I don't know, several years uh, on that issue and it's not solved yet. And that's why people give up, I think. Mm. It's because they sometimes are on a point where they don't see any, uh, any stepping up. And then they say, okay, why am I doing this here? It's all shit. Everything is, uh, it was not worth it. Everything is worse now than before. And then they stop and then they fall back. Mm -hmm. wow. Yeah. wow, that, I feel like your insight into the trust issue is huge. And I think that many, many people need to hear that and, and know that I'm curious, uh, do you have any sense as to why so many people struggle with trust? Is it just a self-esteem? And if it is self-esteem, then, you know, what is eating away at that self-esteem or, or, or where, where does the mistrust or the break in trust coming from you know do you have any insight into that i think the break in trust is coming uh, almost from our childhood mm. i think that's one one where it starts mostly uh, even even people that tell me that they really had a good childhood when we dig deeper on that 
uh, they find out that there were some issues uh, that led to their mistrusting. And that's something that should be healed. It's not, it, you must not go through the, uh, through everything that has happened then. You can heal it anyway. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important to know because most of the people don't want to look at their childhood, especially if it was not that nice. Right. Uh, they don't want to look at that and they say, uh, there maybe there was an abuse or something like that. They have been their victims for whatever reason, and they don't want to go through that pain anymore, which I definitely can understand. But you can heal it anyway. You must not go through the pain anymore. Mm -hmm. But you have to find people whom you trust <laughs> and then they can help you. Yeah. And I think it's, I think the trusting issue comes, um, for me, it really is connected with the self-esteem uh, because when I'm really, when I really know what I can do, other people cannot, by telling me or showing me or doing something to me, they cannot break me. If I'm really up to, if my self-esteem is really high and I know that I'm worth it, I know that I can do it, I know I am enough, others cannot break me. They can tell something to me, but my experience is when you're on that level, others, you will not have these people around you that are telling you something, that are telling you off. Um, and even if they do, it is not affecting you anymore. Mm -hmm. You recognize that, of course, because uh, you are that aware that you see, okay, that are, they are talking shit about me. And then you can decide you are on a level where you don't, yeah, you don't value this anymore. You don't, there's no prejudice anymore. And you hear it, but you can say, okay, it's your view. Thank you for letting me know. But my view is different. Mm-hmm. And that is also in relation to uh, self-love because I think you can't have self-esteem when you don't love yourself. And I just, I don't mean uh, walking by the mirror and seeing my body and saying, I love you. <laughs> That's the most <laughs> misunderstanding thing uh, I think about self-love. Uh, it's really accepting myself. It's accepting It's not only accepting the kind of negative things like I don't know about too much about mathematics, uh, but it's also accepting what is in me, what my gift is. So if you really accept that, I feel that people love themselves and then they push their self-esteem and then they start to trust. That's that is. Uh... That is really awesome. I have been working on a book for a while called Primal Purpose. It's uh, a spiritual guide for skeptics. And there's a, there's a whole <laughs> chapter on love. And the chapter title is Love in Action. And the biggest catalyst for love in action, people talk about altruistic intent or being kind and compassionate and loving out to the world. And that's a nice idea. You know, a lot more practical is to, you know, get into the self-love issue first, because a lot of the love the world kind of stuff is, um, I, it kind of seems pretentious to me. You know, it's like this, I'm a super spiritual person and I love the world. Do you really, you know, because I'm not sure that I love the people that are, you know, beating on women and children or doing evil things. You know what I mean? Like there, there's a, there's a time and a place for kindness and compassion and love. Uh, but I find that, uh, what, what people really struggle with, like you were saying is, is the self-love aspect And that's where, uh, coming back to that root of if, if we don't love ourselves, we don't accept ourselves, you know, all of this nicey, nice love and compassion and kindness is just, it's just gloss on judgment and it's, uh, it's unfortunate. So I just think that that's, I see that as a lesson that is emerging in the world right now, like this, this needs to be self-aware, but, but. So it's not love as it like I'm infatuated with myself, like you said, but love as in I, I appreciate, I accept the gift of being alive, of who I am. I love being alive and I love my 
weird body and hair and, you know, that my weird personality and, you know, quirks and all that. I, I love being alive. You know, that's, that's the gift. And if I can be alive and be me, then uh, I can, you know, shine light and make the world a better place. Right. Because when we're happy in our heart, we, we lift, we, you know, the heart, the spirit lifts and, Anyway, so but that comes back to that self-love. And that is, uh, it took me a long time in life. I went through a pattern of self-destruction repeatedly and extreme, you know, extreme self-destruction where I was doing the most stupid, foolish things knowingly with reckless disregard for my own life and the well, uh, you know, let alone well-being. I mean, I was, I was literally destroying myself and had to go through that pattern to realize what was happening was I had so much pain and ugliness inside. I felt so, um, invaluable, you know, not loved. So all of these things, right. I didn't love myself because who loved me kind of a thing. Right. And that just created a lot of pain. And so I kept creating these patterns in my life of pain and it took, uh, many years. Um, I was in my, in my early thirties when I was sitting by a fire and I was just kind of staring at the flames and thinking about life, like, wow. And I was feeling grateful in that moment. Like I got a, a beautiful wife, a beautiful family. Uh, my, my life is good. I, I was, uh, opened a yoga studio at that point in time. I was owning a yoga studio and, and, uh, teaching lots of yoga and just loving life anyway. So I stopped, how did I get to this place? And in an instant, you know, you talked earlier about uh, asking the, you know, asking the question, you know, like, how did I get to this place? Like, it's just amazing. I'm so grateful to be here. Boom. Like a lightning bolt. My mind just flashed one scene after another, bam, 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 bam. All of these events in my life that stacked up to bring me right to where I was at to appreciate who I was and even to be able to love and appreciate myself through all of those dark times, because I could see that in me was a seed of inspiration, a seed of goodness. Uh, when I was unconscious eating through my nose and breathing through my neck, you know, wanting, you know, I was all for all intents and purposes dead. It wasn't my mind trying to be strong and, and survive. It was the spirit within me. You know, it was my heart, that soul that had a purpose to serve. That's why I came back to life. You know, that's why I lived through all these foolish things. That's why I haven't managed to kill myself, you know, destroy my life was because there was this purpose. And this purpose was to teach people how to elevate inner awareness, how to align, how to heal, you know, and all of that. And anyway, all that came up when you said self-love. I just, uh, it, it is so important, you know, and trust, you know, can I trust? Oh, gosh, you know. I had all kinds of trust issues. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like almost everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When... Uh, I went on a, this is what I did to test my trust one year. I said, okay, for one year, I'm not even going to look at my bank account. Not even going to look, not one time, never. I'm going to trust that the, you know, everything I need is there and everything is going good. I'm not even, I'm not going to try to make money. I'm not going to try to spend money. I mean, obviously there's always money coming and going in life, but that was my trusting year. <laughs> and, uh, and so we got to the end of the year and my wife and I were talking and she said, I always say she asked me some question about, you know, some check or something in the checkbook. And I was like, I, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> what do you mean? You don't know. I said, oh, I haven't looked at anything in a year. And she's like, what? You know? <laughs> I mean, that was so far beyond her level of trust at that point in life. You know, uh, it was just kind of funny, but yeah, love and trust, I would say, are are two of the alchemical ingredients. You know, those are the things that that people need. And yeah. so, uh, all right, back to where we were at. <laughs> <laughs> the benefits of coaching. I was looking, I was aware of the time. Uh, we're doing great. I love having conversation with you, Veronica. It's so... Me too. Uplifting. It's really nice. <laughs> I really enjoy it. It's so great. Very uplifting. Uh, so where I come from in my life, nobody I ever knew had a coach. Nobody ever heard, you know, maybe like a 
coach in school kind of a thing. And then later in life, I was in groups of people and, and some, you know, business people, right. And a lot of business, you know, say, these successful people have these coaches, you know, what is this all about? And, uh, and so then I started learning about coaching, like what, you know, what is this deal? Like, Oh, who needs a life coach? I don't need a life coach, you know, and that kind of stuff. I had to go through all those stages to come to appreciate the value and the impact of coaching. And that's what prompted me to, to put together this mini series, because I want people to hear a conversation that's just real about how impactful it can be. Uh, how, how would you describe the benefits of coaching? Uh, you know, you know, it has a positive impact, you know, that people benefit and they need it. Uh, how would you describe that to somebody that was unfamiliar with coaching? For me, the most impact, the greatest impact is that there is someone <coughs> who sees you how you are and who feels you how you are and can guide you on your way. You can, you can, you all have it in yourself. You can do it by yourself. Definitely. Um, but a coach is someone with whom you can work and you can experience things faster. That's the biggest impact. I think uh, we can have. Yeah. And uh, although we all know that time is relative and not really existing, uh, it still exists because we are born on uh, one day and we will pass away one day. So the time in between, there is kind of time. Mm -hmm. And we all want to have, uh, yeah, we want to have a blast of a lifetime, don't we? Yes. And if you want to have that, and if you're stuck on an issue, I always recommend to allow yourself to get someone to help you. For me, it has to do with allowance for a lot of people. Because, yeah, because you, like you said, no one in my, uh, in my surroundings ever had a coach. He was like, you're doing what you do. Are you, do you having uh, psychic problems or something like that? And I was like, no, I want to have a problem solved. And I knew it from sports, you know, I knew that someone that in sports, there was someone uh, who had a big knowledge base about how I can prepare myself for this special tournament I wanted to go to. And it was a one year preparation. I could have done it by my own, definitely. But I would not have reached the impact that I got there. I qualified myself uh, for a world championship and I would not have done that without having that coach. And I really saw what was coming up. You know, I never was the fastest girl on the pitch. But in the training where I qualified myself for this championship, it was really like I catched people that are way faster than I am. And that was amazing. That was, re that was my proof that this coaching was worth every cent. Yeah. World class. What, what event? Pardon? What was the event you were training for? Uh, for the world championship in touch rugby. Rugby. Oh, so awesome. Oh, <laughs> blast. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. The impact of a coach like that, you know, it, I think that, um, the accountability aspect of it. I mean, we can push ourselves. Some days we feel motivated and disciplined and we get in there. Yeah. Other days we're like, ah, I'll just do a couple little bit, you know, but when you have somebody, a coach that's there, they're like, go, go, you know, push harder, quit slacking, you know, change your form, you know, do this, do that. And they help bring awareness to things that I'm not even thinking about. Right. You know, and, and that, that's what develops the skill faster. So it kind of quickens our ability to develop and cultivate potential, you know, whatever, yeah. you know, whether somebody has a, a business coach that's helping them stay focused on their business tasks and get stuff done, or they have a spiritual coach that's helping them grow spiritually, or they have a life coach that's helping them navigate where they're going in life or, you know, however they're, you know, the opportunity there to involve somebody you know, to accept, to allow somebody into it and let them know me a little bit, right? Like that's the vulnerability part of it and the humility part of it, uh, which I think is a big obstacle for a lot of people, you know, especially, you know, going back to, you know, 
being human means being caught up in our mind, right? A lot of people are caught up in the mind a lot of time and I'm not any exception to that. You know what I mean? But, you know, I've learned how to go through this process of creating the internal alignment, but, uh, being caught up in the mind also means ego a lot of times and ego is not receptive. Ego is not allowing ego is actually self-protection. It's a shell. And so it's, uh, you know, it's, if somebody's at that place, life will often, you know, you know, like, (laughs) 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 pretty soon, you know, the ego cracks a little bit and there's some humility. Um, sometimes that comes with age, sometimes not, but the, uh, I don't know. Just, I think it's awesome that we have the ability to involve other people in our growth, right? And that's the value of a coach. Can I grow faster? Can I get more satisfaction, happiness? Can I have more of what I desire in life? And it's, uh, it's, awesome to know that there are coaches like you in the world out there having a super awesome impact. And, uh, it's just, it's been such an honor to have you on the program, Veronica. I'm, I want to leave some time here at the end to talk about your coaching specifically. Like if, if somebody was, you know, struggling with something and needed to, you know, reach out and say, you know what, I just thought, I listened to Veronica and she's so incredible and I would love to connect with her because I believe that she has wisdom that I, you know, I'm seeking. Uh, how would somebody best connect with you? Uh, the best way would be uh, on Facebook or on Instagram because that's uh, the platforms where I'm really onto. Uh, I also have a website, uh, but this is only in German at the moment because I'm working on it still with the, uh, with the stuff on it. And uh, yeah, the next project will be to translate everything into English and put it up in English because I feel my, I feel my call really globally. It's not like, and I have a, my network is kind of uh, mixed between German, German speaking people and uh, English speaking people. And it's, yeah, it's all over the world, I would say. And that's what I really like about it. Yeah. But the best way would be Facebook or Instagram. Okay, cool. I'll make sure that we link that in the link. It's, uh, it's awesome to be able to connect and collaborate with people around the globe. And that's yeah. been one of the biggest joys for me in, uh, in coaching and coming together and, you know, working with, I've been in some different group coaching situations where there's a group of coaches working together, mm-hmm. uh, from all around the world and helping people from all around the world. And at that scale, I feel like it is becoming more mainstream. More people are waking up and realizing, Hey, maybe there's something to this coaching. Maybe I need to get a coach in my life. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I want to stand up and say, Hey, if you don't have a coach, you need to get a coach. You know what I mean? But that's not for everybody. But the, I, I use the acronym, ask the right people, uh, ask the right questions, involve the right people, make the right decisions. That's one of my how to focus and involving the right people is just absolutely huge. And, you know, if, if we don't have somebody that's shining that light, holding that mirror, uh, you know, fanning the flame. And then sometimes in, in the coaching comes the accountability aspect, I would imagine, Mm -hmm. right. Where you're, you're working with somebody you've talked through this before they had a plan of action. They're like, yeah, you know what? That's right. Great idea. I'm going to go do that. And then you talk to them again. They're like, oh, yeah, well, I didn't really get there because da, 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 da. <laughs> and so you, you know, you're like, ah, well, let me remind you that last time we talked, your intention was to do this. So did that intention change or did you become distracted or did you hold back because you were afraid or doubting or, you know, what's going on here? And uh, anyway, the accountability aspect of it, do you, do you find that that's a... Um, a big part of your coaching, the, the accountability aspect of it, or just kind of you mean how, how people see me to be accountable. Yeah. I don't think so. I oh. think everything, every, almost everyone that has been working with me till now was really because something resonated by seeing anything. Mm-hmm. It yeah. was not like I was looking up what you have been doing and I was looking up your LinkedIn profile. <laughs> it was just like I had the feeling that I wanted to work with you because I saw you doing this and I 
uh, saw you posting this and I felt connected to it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I see, I see some coaches that are uh, almost really aggressive in accountability and where, I mean, they'll come in, they give a person a, a minute or two to build rapport and then, mm-hmm. you know, immediately it's like, okay, so why are you not happy? I'm not happy because da 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 da. Well, why is it like that? You know what I mean? Well, you know, and it just, it can become, I I consider it to be aggressive. You know, it's, it's aggressive accountability and some people maybe need that and respond well to that. And other people find that off putting. And I, I say that because that was the image of a coach that I had in my mind when, before I got into the coaching, you know, the realm of coaching really began to wake up and realize what was going on. Uh, all this good stuff, not all this, you know, other stuff. So, but I find in my personal style, I, there is a, it's a, it's accountability, you know, there, there's providing that structure and that continuity, uh, or, or reminding people to go back to where and connect the dots. But the, uh, but just the aggressive, I'm going to break you down, uh, isn't, isn't necessarily the best way because in my opinion, or it's not the, uh, not the style that I prefer, I guess it doesn't reflect my personality. Uh, I used to be pretty, uh, you know, aggressive in my personality. I like boxing and fighting and hockey and all this kind of stuff. So, and mentally, you know, I was I'm going to debate. I'm going to argue. What do you think? I think this. And, and, uh, but now I've mellowed out a lot and I realize there's got to be a lot of room. And most of the time, I think people come to their own realization. And my, my job is to help them reflect in a way that they can come to that self-realization, have that own answer, and then keep reminding them, keep fanning that because when, a human being is all lit up when we're all aligned, when a person knows what their purpose is and they're moving through life with that passion, like I'm going in this direction. I'm super excited about that. Uh, things fall into place, you know, boom, 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 boom. And that's magical, you know, and that's, it's so un, it's almost unplanned. You know what I mean? We can create plans and all of this kind of stuff and we should, we should, but there's flexibility and flowing with that. And you know, I don't know. So if, if somebody's, you know, this is what their plan is and da, 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 and then the plan change, maybe it's not my place to say, why did the plan change? You said you were going to do this and that kind of stuff. And, uh, anyway, I don't know, I guess that's coming from my own experience. Now that I say it out loud. Uh, I've had people you know, saying that to me. Right. And I, Oh, you know, your plans have changed. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what about doing that? You know, thing that you said, and I, you know, Hmm. In a moment of just raw authenticity here at the end of the call, <laughs> uh, I think uh, because it's changed, my my heart's changed. The vision has evolved and that is still a part of it. That would be like the seed, you know, and over here, you know, then there was this trunk that grew and then there were these branches that grew and then there was little fruits that grew on my branches. And then, you know, maybe then the next season of life, that branch is not bearing fruit anymore. And so now I'm growing in this direction and bearing fruit and, and that's how I see it. So that's how I hope to help people grow to grow in the stage of life that they're at. And it's not just about an end result. It's not just about uh, accomplishing. No, no, it's the same that I mentioned before with the life path, because I think the end result can be very wide. I think we are not here for just one. It is, of course, one unique thing that we are uh, meant to be, meant to bring to the earth. But how it is shown this can be in a different way, I think. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, of course, if I tell someone uh, or if we find out in a coaching session that this is the way left now, that this person should go, this could change anyway. It depends on how this person is growing, how this person is exploring life. Maybe this will not be the right direction anymore in two months time or a three months time. And I think that's important to understand that not everything is written down. Yeah. yeah. Not set. Everything is fluid. <laughs> it's all in motion, baby. It's pretty magical. Yeah. It's all in motion. Uh, yeah. Awesome. 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 Well, Veronica, again, it just has really been a pleasure. It's been very enjoyable and truly an honor to be sharing this conversation and sharing from the heart with you. I appreciate your 
wisdom. I appreciate your presence. I appreciate what you share and what you bring to the world. So thank you so much for being here and sharing your wisdom with the Soul Path podcast. And just thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Luke, for having me. It was a pleasure again. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Again, just so much good stuff, so much to unpack uh, everything from the art of self-reflection. I love the idea of using uh, the human design, using the zodiac, the spirit animals, all that as a means of self-reflection. I really enjoyed that. Uh, and then, you know, how do we process life, right? We have to come through that process of resolving our trust issues and the profound importance of self-love and all that good stuff. So just an awesome conversation. And I want to say, please like and subscribe and share this conversation with your friends. And it's, uh, it is an honor to have you here with us, Soul Path Podcast. I look forward to connecting with you again soon.